Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Active Quest episode 107. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Yaden. Joining me today is the beautiful British boy, Mr. Chris Penwell. Hello, Chris. How are you? Um, I'm okay. I uh, have a bit of a sore throat, so um, I'll hang on and uh, keep going. <laughs> hang on uh, for dear life. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm happy to be here, though. I'm sorry you're feeling badly. I won't make you say a lot of things. Just You can just say a couple things, and then we'll, we'll accept that, okay? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, joining us as well is I hope I don't know I don't know if I, I don't know if he's Lego haired anymore or, or Josh uh, Josh uh, are you Lego haired Mr. Josh um, Nichols? Not right now. Right now it's just kind of there. Is it a Sonic? Is it a Sonic's hair? Is it sticking are you Sonic up? head? Just like sticking up everywhere, kind of. Yeah, I didn't really do anything today. It's so cold here. We got like uh, really cold weather. We got ice and snow, which. I'm in Oklahoma now, so we don't get that as often. How about sleet? Give sleet. sleet? Um, sometimes. What, is, what even is sleet? I'm googling sleet. sleet. I think it's like 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 wet ice. Ice. Yeah. Rain. Oh, the, oh, rain and snow mix. That looks like yeah. shit. That's what yeah. they call off school for. Yeah, that's not good. No, no sleet. Bad sleet. Yeah, yeah we got a, we got a lot cold. of snow here. Um, Moses was crying at the door because he thought he wanted to go out in the snow, and I said, "Okay, sure, bet." So I opened up the door and he put one paw outside and then he said, nope. And he turned around and came back in. Yeah, so that, he, was, that was his snow experience. He I said, just realized something about Megaphone. I can kick you whenever I'd like on the Zencaster thing. Oh, beautiful. So if I'm making fun <laughs> of you for being British, then you yes, can Yes, then I can, I can kick you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Prepare to be kicked. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad both of you are here with us. Chris, thanks for uh, suffering through, <laughs> through the episode. And I, I, hope, I hope your throat feels better. Um, let's discuss what we're going to discuss. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart. Uh, Kingdom Hearts is coming, in, coming to the Epic Game Store on PC. That's exciting for a lot of people um what else what else npd results for the month of january 2021 uh i i i still can't believe this but pedro pascal is going to be joel in the last of us show i just that just sounds like a dream so we'll talk about that and then some hackers stole cd project red's source code for several games and we're holding it for ransom so, which also sounds like I just made that up, but we'll discuss that as well. Um, then we got some listener questions, and then we'll talk about what we've been playing. A little game about a plumber just came out. Mm. It's weird. He's a he's a plumber, but he's he can fly in space. This is a very like uh, jack of all trades plumber. He is it good? Are you addicted to this plumber's crack? <laughs> you know, I've never seen like a like a picture of that like or a, a meme of that i feel like that was like an easy like low-hanging fruit right there that somebody <laughs> could have done but no i don't know that i've seen that before there's also a princess and a big lizard it's a very strange game this super mario 3d world one of the best 3d mario games that nobody has played because it came out on the wii u originally but josh and i have been advocating for this game since it came out this and... game walked so super mario odyssey could run very well said josh thank you um, so we'll talk about that. Chris, you are playing Ring Fit Adventure, which is one of my favorite RPGs on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. 
Yeah, Such not gonna lie. Like I, I've been thinking about writing uh, uh, about Ring of Fit Adventure and saying, "Oh, this is the most rewarding RPG of all time." Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's like a really yeah. good video game, and also you're mm-hmm. like working out. It's really cool. Um, then we'll talk more on Persona Five Strikers, and then Josh, you've been playing the worst Doom game, but it's still a good video game, <laughs> Doom <Yes>. Three, <laughs> and something called Nuts. I don't know. That also sounds like a joke. It just sounds like we're just making shit up here. Um, other than that, how are things? Uh, Chris, I know you're feeling badly, but aside from that, um, I'm okay. Yeah, um, submitted two articles to Retroware, um, which you'll be able to check out soon, hopefully. Mm. Um. And uh, yeah, like things are going well at the gamer. Got getting my news articles up there. Um, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I have to get my dentist appointment done next week, which I'm not looking forward to. Oh God, that's no mm. fun. For our I listeners have that might teeth. have forgotten, uh, Chris lives in Canada, so the healthcare situation is much better. But the dental well, care is like America, where it's a fucking nightmare. It's a fucking nightmare, and I've had to write extra just so I can <laughs> um, reach the costs, I guess, of removing a tooth or two teeth. Yeah, man. Well, are you going to keep British it? teeth? The, t- the tooth. I have British teeth. <laughs> yeah. I like the, the the way. I know you are British, and your teeth are also British. But the way you said that made it seem like you're not British, but your teeth are British. Like you're. You're like you're you're something else around the teeth that are British. Like you got your teeth yeah. from, from Britain. I don't know. When I was really little, I thought that British people had messed up teeth because I asked my my family why Austin Powers' his teeth looked like that, and they just said he was British. And huh. of course, they, they I was a kid, so they weren't going to say, "Oh, it's just a joke about a stereotype." You know, it's not. They just said he's British. So I, as I grew up, I'm like, oh, that's that's the British teeth. I didn't realize it was a joke. <laughs> the thing uh, is, I'm a walking, talking stereotype. Like, I have yellow ass, yellow ass teeth. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't. They're actually pretty straight. Yeah. Um, but I drink tea all the time, and I don't mm. floss. And I should be flossing, but I no, don't. Flossing is I a recommend myth. you to made floss. Up. No, it was made up by the government, so they could steal oh, your God. teeth data. I floss like three times a day. All right, here we go. Let's talk. Uh, <laughs> let's just do a floss cast. All right, we're all right, everybody. We're just talking. We're gonna do an hour on floss. Hope that's it tickles, cool. You know, it tickles. Jesus Christ. Um. All right. Uh, well, I'm glad you're here with us, Chris. I'm glad you're here with us, Josh. And let's talk a little bit about some video games. We'll just do some quick stories here. Um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is coming out on June 11th um and that is very soon and so we're this year is starting to get a little bit packed um and i'm not like wildly excited about this game chris i know you are looking forward oh yes to it. I'm, I'm so excited for this game. i'm gonna get it uh and it seems like it's fun i like the first one um it's available to pre-order now you guys can look forward to that the one thing i wanted to mention is that it's 70 dollars. this is another 70 dollar game um and then there's like a collector's edition or whatever the one thing i want to mention is i feel like if they announced an xbox game was coming out during the launch and then it was coming out in june i feel like that would be more of a problem and people would be complaining more so what's up with that what's up i don't don't know people it's yeah i mean people like to hate on xbox but honestly i mean i think xbox is doing very well right now so i think we'll the, the, the yeah. days of that will will start to I, a little bit my thing is that i don't want microsoft to gobble up more companies i'm i'm at that point where i'm like okay you can stop now i hope they buy <laughs> sony and then put so playstation on Game Pass. 
Oh but my god. I'm I'm just so scared that Xbox is gonna buy Square Enix. And like oh, there's been no. rumors of that happening. Or like Square Enix or EA. And I'm like, please for the love of God. I don't, don't think we go from Final Fantasy VII remake being a timed exclusive to them buying Square Enix. I think you'll be I think well, I think Square Enix is safe. Bethesda uh, had PlayStation exclusives. Oh mm. shit, that's true. Okay, well, hold on. Let's let's bring it back to Ratchet and Clank because that's sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> so be out, that'll be out June uh, June eleventh. I'm getting that day one. Um, yeah, not wildly excited about it, but it does look really cool, and it is one that I'm you know mildly looking forward to. It do, it does look really cool. I've never played a Ratchet and Clank game, but I've always wanted to. Could I start that's here? A you tragedy. Think? Yes. Yeah, you can probably start here. Can, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I would recommend playing the first uh, rem- the, the remake as well. Yeah, the, the it's reboot. Really good. Reboot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. or well, is it, it's kind of a remake slash reboot. It's kind of like God of yeah. War. Yeah, oh, okay. kind of. Yeah, where it's Do like I have to play know. the PS3 ones, or can I? Or no, can no, I no, 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 no. They're kind start, of like yeah, just uh, stories with. of themselves. Like okay, that you don't that like find the find the fancy games where mm. each kind of game. Oh, um, okay, is different. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, Chris. This one's for you. Kingdom Hearts is coming to PC, yeah. Epic Game Store, the entire uh, franchise. Massive. Uh, this is a big deal. Even I know that. Yeah, Somebody yeah, yeah. There's nothing about Kingdom Hearts. Um, so that'll be March 30th. And let me read all the games here because this will be funny. Oh, it's gonna take a while. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do it. Fuck it. Here we go. <laughs> Here's, here are all the games. All right, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix. Kingdom Hearts 8. I'm already fucking up. Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. Yes. Kingdom Hearts 3 and Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts, uh, okay, here we go. Oh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 has six games. It has Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, Kingdom <laughs> Hearts Rechain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts 358 divided by two days with HD remastered cinematics, obviously. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Final Mix, and then Kingdom Hearts Recoded. Coded is, is lowercase, I don't know why, with HD remastered cinematics. So yep. hopefully some of you know what I mean, but, but I don't know what I just said. Um, but you all can look forward to that, Chris. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, uh, it's exciting to see Kingdom Hearts on more platforms. More pe- pe- people can check out the series, check out the franchise. Um but yeah, it it's, it's, sounds really cool. Just the, like the modding community is going to be really cool, really awesome with this. Oh um, they've already modded like the PS2 version of the game for an emulator. So now that they have the official release, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do with it. And then apparently um, on the Epic Game Store listing, uh, it will also have the Japanese version of um, the VO, the voiceover. Oh, okay. That's uh, cool. So that's never been available in any version of the game uh, or the series. So I'm hoping that's true. I hope that they actually have both languages in there because that'd be great. So I have two questions. One mm-hmm. is um, with the Japanese VO, obviously you own all the games multiple times. Is that enough to get you to, to buy it again? Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. My second point, this isn't really a question, is you mentioned that the modding community is going to be awesome. And I, I agree with you. It probably will be really cool, but it's also going to be really horrific. I just want you to prepare. It's going to yeah. be absolutely horrific. Well, I've just... seen some generally interesting things like yeah. changing the mechanics around or having a randomizer run where um, it, it puts you into 
random worlds and like it has its own leveling system and stuff like that like people have been insane with the mods so far and i'm looking forward to seeing what happens but yeah i don't want to see randy savage as mickey 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 mouse <laughs> so or like that'd be uh or, or one like of the first things i thought of chris <laughs> when i first saw this news was how much um it's going to open up uh stuff like boundary break for the kingdom Hearts series like like stuff like boundary break where they're able to you know, kind of, kind of ex- explore like the games, like you know, like the games, like code and like yeah. getting past environments and seeing, you know, you know, what I'm talking. You've seen that YouTube channel, haven't you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, like I mean, I'm sure there's already stuff on these games like that, but I'm sure it'll probably reveal a little bit more because they'll be able to natively run it in a computer. And probably... I've actually found hidden worlds in Birth by Sleep, for example. They <laughs> they saw like a Jungle Book world in there. Oh, uh, but yeah, we're, we're we're taking too long with this story, so All I right. guess we should move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, it might be your going key. <laughs> Whatever that means. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. You too, Chris. Bless you. All right. Here we go. <laughs> um, Kingdom Hearts, or not Kingdom Hearts, uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, is coming to PS5, Xbox Series S and X, and Nintendo Switch um, on March 12th, so that's very exciting. There's also going to yeah. be a PC version via Battle.net coming at a later time. Um, the next gen, or I guess current gen now, versions will run at 4K60. Free upgrade. Free upgrade. The S version will uh, will be uh, will upscale to 4K, and then the Nintendo Switch version is obviously not going to be anywhere near. I saw that. some screenshots. It looks pretty good. I mean, you know, it's a Switch yeah. port, but it still looks good. It's not like the Outer Worlds, like, right? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the lighting's not as good, but yeah, you can. You can't really tell. The it's difference. also what isn't it forty bucks now too? Yeah, so it's going to be forty bucks on Switch <laughs> and P- and PC, and then the. Uh, current gen builds are going to be 60 bucks so you guys can look forward to that support um, that game because that's our most uplifting game of the year from last year it was it was um okay one other story here and before we get into like the thicker stuff here uh jack black is going to be claptrap in the borderlands movie there's <laughs> actually um a couple other actors who who got signed on for that as well jamie uh, lee J- curtis Jam- too. yeah jamie lee curtis that's yeah. right uh, yeah. Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart. So I really like couldn't care less about this. I'm not a Borderlands fan. I have no interest in this at all. But I do like Jack Black. So yeah. there's a lot of potential with this movie because I think the comedy would really strike with people in like in a Deadpool kind of way. Right. Um, yeah, I think it could really work. Yeah. I mean, so, I don't know a lot about Borderlands, but this makes me excited for it because I, I really like Jack Black. And he's somebody who him being involved with the video game related project makes me have more faith in it too, because like he, you know, he loves games. Right. Um, and you could, you could see that like when he was involved with Tony Hawk for the uh, officer Dick character and stuff, <laughs> like he was having a great time. Like he, he loves games. So this, yeah. this also adds kind of more, you know, weight to its potential quality for me too. Plus Clapshot won't be annoying. So this, that. Or, or it'll be annoying and sound like Jack Black, which is fine. Yeah. yeah he certainly <laughs> He won't be as annoying as he is in the video game. Yeah. But I, I still love Claptrap in, in a weird way, but, you know. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking here. Oh, not here in that way. No, I'm not. I, I was drinking. I, I was drinking my lemonade. Oh, yeah. I love You were like, mm, I don't know about that. Yeah. Like, like the, the Bob Belcher from Bob's Burgers grumble. Like, hmm. <laughs> mm. All right. So that's pretty much it for the quick stuff. Um uh yeah i think yeah that's pretty much it all right so chris and josh are you ready to do some news i am ready to go 
let's talk about some news. Okay, here we go. So we're going to do NPD results. We've got uh, an article here over from Push Square, Sammy Barker. Um, we, you know, we don't have to go through all this. There's a lot of games and a lot of stats and all this stuff here. Main thing I want to touch on, number one, is Switch, uh, again, was the uh, best-selling console in the U.S. for the month of January 2021. That makes it the best-selling console uh, for the 26th consecutive month in a row. Wow. So that's just absurd. Now, that's so that stat is by number of units sold. The PS5 made more money than the Switch did in terms of its sales. But that's because the PS5 is $500. It's, yeah, it's the spaceship versus, tax. Yeah, so like yeah, I don't it, it's kind of a weird thing to compare, but nonetheless, the PS5 is doing pretty well too. Um and I'm just looking through a lot of yeah, total total spending was $4.2 billion in the U.S., which is nuts. Um, let's just go through the top 10 games here. And uh, some of these are going to be digital, or no, some of these are going to be uh, physical only. Digital sales aren't counted, so I'll let you know which one those are. Uh, in order, best-selling games in the U.S., Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Madden NFL 21, Animal Crossing New Horizons, uh, digital sales aren't counted. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, digital sales aren't counted. Ring Fit Adventure, di digital sales aren't counted, but I actually don't think that game even has no, it's not a, even a digital, digital version. Um, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, Super Mario, or sorry, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, digital sales aren't counted. And then NBA 2K21, digital sales aren't counted. Um, and this is for the month of January 2021. Now... As I say with every month, pretty much with the Nintendo games, is that these games managed to crack the top 10 on physical sales alone, which is like, yeah, you know, really impressive. The other thing I really wanted to shout out is Ring Fit Adventure for just mm. coming yeah. out of They nowhere. finally stopped it. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. And it's... I think it has to do with people being stuck at home and what you know, wanting to work out. The 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 funny thing is, is that when I uh, got mine from Walmart, the guy was saying, "Oh my god, people have been asking this for ages." Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, yeah, it just just shows you how much interest is in this game. It's crazy though because that game came out in, I believe, 2019. It took them a while to manufacture it. If here, let me let me make sure that's not wrong but i believe it's, it came out in 2019 yeah mm -hmm. uh fall of 2019 and i remember after that initial uh you know a batch it was like sold out everywhere like you couldn't find it and you know it throughout 2020 they stocked it here and there but not you know not much and then now i think it's like pretty easy to find so that's i guess why it's selling so well um shout out to black ops cold war it's uh, it's also the 20th best-selling game of all time in the u.s already after three months so that's pretty good um i just, just realized something here what's that where's hitman 3 yeah good point it came out in january 20th right yeah um, so it did have a bit of time to catch up with but you know it didn't even make the top 20 yeah, it didn't make the top 20, and then I'm looking at just the PS5 uh, or PS5 and PS4 uh, list here. Didn't even make the top 10 for that. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, 
But they said it was a success, so... Yeah, it, it, it's, it's already profitable, and it's the best-selling, or whatever, the, the most successful digital launch for a Hitman game in the series. I don't right. know what that I don't know what that means exactly, but that's what they that's what IO said. Do, do you think it's because the core demographic uh for digital like their core, core demographic would just go digital only, you think? Like Maybe. I think like the casual consumer is getting all these like games like oh FIFA, Super Mario Brothers, uh, uh Mortal Kombat, uh right. Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, you know, these are very mainstream kind of titles, right? Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense that the gen, like the core gamer, I hate using that term, but you know what I mean, like the yeah. general kind of gamer who, who plays like Madden, Call of Duty, um, yeah, that, that they wouldn't pick up Hitman um, physically. Maybe it's tough to say. I mean, th- th- that's a really good point you're bringing up, though, that it didn't make the list here. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's I guess it's hard to compete. Let me look at the, look at this list. It's yeah. just hard to compete with these games. Um, nothing really too surprising other than, I guess, Ring Fit. Uh, Animal Crossing still trucking along as the best-selling Switch game, so that's, that's worth noting. Cyberpunk there. fell pretty far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, fell down, it fell down to 18. Yeah. 18, and digital sales aren't included with that, although you can't buy it on the PlayStation Store. No, still. no. Still. It's um, the only way to get it, so... Yeah, physically. Um, Josh, any thoughts on NPD before we move on? Um, I am really, really, really happy to see um, Breath of the Wild still popping up. I know it's like, you know, not in the top 10, but the fact that it's even in the top 20, like four years after it came out almost is just really impressive and also just kind of you know just really telling about its impact like that's not a game that you know it didn't just it, it's not one of those games that just came and went like it's it's still very much in the conversation and i think it's also it shows that like a lot of people that are getting switches are you know they're, they're grabbing this game when they get their switch i think that's cool because i think zelda sometimes gets kind of labeled as maybe maybe a more you know less mainstream game as far as like core gamers go you know Mm-hmm. it seems like yeah. maybe a lot of people though when they grab their switch they're like yep gotta grab the zelda game too and that makes it makes me happy you know yeah it's That's- gonna be interesting with the next game if they're gonna go more traditional route with the dungeon design like would that appeal to the the new fans i guess honestly you know? i would like them to just make the uh open world you know breath of the wild just an- another genre like that we've already got the 2d and 3d now that we've got that, yeah. I would be down with like we get every couple of years we get a 3D retro Zelda, you know, a la like Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time, Twilight Princess, and then you know a couple of years later we get a you know Breath of the Wild style game, and then a couple of years later we get like a Blink Worlds kind of game. That would be really cool. I, I I know this is off topic, but I I really do think the next one they're gonna blend the two together. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah, because yeah, I I still want you know I still want. I love Breath of the Wild, but I don't want to lose the the classic, you know, 3D yeah. Zelda dungeon design and <laughs> stuff because I I love those games. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on here. Yeah, this is crazy here. So uh, we've got the two cast members for the Last of Us HBO TV show. So so this uh, came up late late this week here. Um, so Joel is going to be played by Pedro Pascal, who you might know uh, as uh, the man, you know, from the Mandalorian, obviously. Um, he, uh, he was also in Game of Thrones. 
and that's interesting because Ellie was cast uh, as, or, or Bella Ramsey was cast as Ellie, who also was in Game of Thrones, but I don't think they actually shared any screen screen time there but nonetheless yeah so your joel is going to be pedro pascal and your ellie is bella ramsey um i think they're two competent actors and i think Mm. uh, yeah for sure um people were complaining because they thought other actors looked more like these characters but i think there's more to picking a an actor than just how they look yeah i don't care if they look you know exactly like them or not like that's that's fine if anything this kind of lets me know that um, they're not just going to do it like a, a one, one adaptation of the game, which as, as, as cool as that could be, we've also played that game already and that game exists. So if they did an Ellie Joel story, that wasn't just that game, that'd be fine. Like we would all still enjoy that as long as it was good. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm definitely in the same ballpark as you with that, because I'm thinking like, okay, we've already, the last of us is like a really heavy story focused game. And so, like, yeah, we've already done that. So, like, I think I think they definitely need to do something that takes like takes place maybe after the events of the first game, or maybe during the events of the first game, but some stuff that we didn't see because obviously there are like there's a lot of time that passes. Mm-hmm. So I think that could be very interesting. But I I really hope it's not just a retread of the game, at least not one to one. Maybe like showing things that we recall doing. Like obviously the intro se- segment might might be interesting to see, but. I hope it's not just straight up the first game because that'd be yeah. Kind it'd of be kind of cool if they took a couple of things, maybe a couple of scenarios, or maybe a couple of things that are inspired by stuff in the game. You know, right? <laughs> kind of like we're like people that played the game are like, oh, that's cool. That's cool that they brought that in. Exactly. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Where it's yeah. just like it's just like yeah. Oh, that's an interesting thing. I know what's going to happen here or something. Do yeah, you know that- if um um I'm looking his name up because I don't want to not say his name. I want to credit him. Do we know if Gustavo uh, Santolala is doing the music for the show? Because I that would be good. I don't know that it has not been. Yet, but it would be smart if they if they did because you know he's not just uh, he's not just a game composer. He's yeah. done composing for all kinds of mediums. So mm. um, I think it would work. Chris, what are you thinking on this? I know you weren't totally uh, blown away by this announcement. No, the the the, the reason why is. Um, like Pedro Pascal is a huge name now. He's almost in everything, and for me, I think it would have been more interesting if they went for no name. If they just like, like because I don't know, it it would get me more enraptured into that world. Um, if I didn't recognize the face, you mm. know what I mean? Not so, really. Um, no, I, I don't. I don't really agree because I think they're trying to sell this show, and they need. I guess. Something. Yeah. They. I mean. I, I don't know. I guess I, guess Something I, I want to bring up on that note too, though, is uh, I agree with what you're saying too, Joseph, just really quick though. I want to throw this out there. Neil Druckmann tried to avoid putting Laura Bailey in the last of us part two. And it wasn't because he didn't want to work with her. He was just like, you know, I, I, I you know, she's in everything. I, I, I yeah. I've used her a bunch. Like I want to try to maybe put somebody else in this game besides Laura Bailey and like he kept looking over the auditions and he was like, you know, fuck, it's 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 gotta be Laura Bailey. So maybe that maybe something like that happened here where like he was I trying guess to get a no sense. name, but you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I mean I I either way could be good, you know. It's just that I think right now is such a great time for Pedro Pascal because obviously the Mandalorian is insanely huge. Um but he's just he's just like an actor that like everybody's rooting for, you know? Like he's one of those like just he can do no wrong actors and 
uh, I think right now is like a really, really great time for him. He's a great so, name. He is. Yeah. He is a great name. So I'm sure he's going to do amazing as a Joel. And like yeah. that role needs a lot of layers to it too. Exactly. So yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. I don't think we need this show. I don't really like think we i don't really i don't really like want it exactly but i i'm still kind of excited about it i i honestly think it's just a smart ploy to get people interested in the series who aren't particularly gamers mm-hmm. you know? um and i yeah. think it suits a tv show so well yeah and this is part of the uh, playstation productions umbrella yeah with with all their their video game shows and movies there's going to be like a sly cooper one a... i want a death stranding show please oh my that god would be really great uh um there's a uh what else a twisted metal obviously Wait, Untr- no are they really doing that yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that's gonna be so fucking cool oh my god i'm excited jack black as sweet tooth come on oh my come god on. that'd be so uh, great uh and then obviously uncharted whenever that comes speaking out, of tv so. shows this next story it looks like this might be a netflix original movie in like two years <laughs> <laughs> this look this has netflix original written all over it it does okay thank you for the segue there josh um all right so Early last week, CD Projekt Red tweeted out, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but basically they they tweeted out this long statement. And at first I was like, oh shit, did something else happen with Cyberpunk? Like, did they like, what the fuck? Uh, And so basically what had happened was they got hacked. I'll read some of it here. Um, and then we'll, we'll sort of discuss. So uh, here is a tweet from CD Projekt Red. It reads, quote, Yesterday we discovered that we have become a victim of a targeted cyber attack due to which some of our internal systems have been compromised. An unidentified actor gained unauthorized access to our internal network, collected certain data belonging to CD Projekt Capital Group, and left a ransom note in the content of which we release to the public. Um, let me see. Oh yeah. Although some devices in our network have been encrypted, our backups remain intact. Uh, we have already secured our IT infrastructure and begun restoring the data. Um, and then they basically said, you know, that they're they don't know that any of their you know users or players' uh, data it, it has been impacted. They don't think so. Um, but then the, <laughs> I'm gonna read this this uh, ransom note because it's like pretty good. It. <laughs> I just, this is just like, I, yeah, like you can't make this up. Um, It's first of all, it's in like a, like a notepad and which looks like something that you would like um, uh, extract when you're torrenting something or downloading something. Not that I've torrented. I would never. never. Uh, All right, here we go. It it, it reads, quote, hello, CD project in all caps and, and uh, exclamation points. Your have been epically pwned. P-W-N-E-D. Your have been epically pwned. We have dumped full copies of the source codes from your uh, Perforce server. I don't know what a Perforce server is. For Cyberpunk 2077, The Witcher 3, Gwent, and the unreleased version of The Witcher 3. I didn't even know there was an unreleased version of The Witcher 3. We have also dumped all of your documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. Also, we have encrypted all of your servers, but we understand that you can most likely recover from backups. If we will not come to an agreement, then your source codes will be sold or leaked online and your documents will be sent to our contacts in gaming journalism. 
your public image will go down the shitter. <laughs> uh, go down the shitter. And even more people will see how shitty your company functions. Investors will lose trust in your company and the stock will dive even lower. You have 48 hours to contact us, end quote. What the fuck, man? Jesus. So, so that happened. And obviously that's a whole crazy thing. But then um, it looks like the, the, uh, the, the source codes actually were auctioned or they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're being auctioned right now. So we've got a story from uh, VGC over here, Tom Ivan. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but um, we'll just read a little excerpt here. Uh, yeah, quote, uh, the data was originally put up for auction on the dark web uh, with a starting price of a million dollars and a buy now price of $7 million. But the seller pulled the lot with the condition of no further distribution or selling after receiving an outside offer, which was deemed to be satisfactory, cyber intelligence firm Kella reported. Um, and then we'll go down. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's pretty much it. So, yeah. So basically, they sold this uh, source code to some unidentified buyer i guess i don't know um yeah what a crazy thing chris uh yeah it's, it's absolutely nuts i think these companies will become more proactive um with defending their servers uh i i think there's gonna be more of a shield right now because capcom had a big leak oh yeah um, and we know about games that are probably gonna come out in 2023 or 2024 if they're not cancelled like uh, I'm not going to mention it because I don't want to to give the leaker any credit. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, absolutely nuts stuff. What's interesting though is like I watch a lot of like true crime shows, so I'm not like an expert, mm. obviously, but I like watch a lot of true crime shows where there are like ransom notes sometimes, and they always like ask for money. They didn't ask for anything here. They just said if we don't come to an agree, or sorry, if we will not come to an agreement. They didn't even like ask for anything. So yeah. maybe there's like a separate letter that they didn't disclose to us where they asked for money. I don't Probably. know. Probably. Yeah. It's just, it just seems strange because like if you were going to hold a company's source code for ransom, you would want money, I guess, right? I don't know. It just seems odd to me. That's weird. The other thing I wanted to bring up here is um, if we don't come to an agreement, your source code will be sold or leaked online and your documents will be sent to our contacts in gaming journalism. I just want to point out that if we have a lot of journal journalists who listen to the show, if you're a journalist and you obtain information from hackers like this, you're, I don't consider you a journalist. If you yeah, report to the police. You, yeah. If you report on, on yeah. uh, information that is obtained in this way, I think that's pretty uh, self-explanatory and that might, yep. it's something that probably doesn't even need to be said, but I just want to throw that out there that like, you know, some journalists might jump on that just to be the one breaking a story, but I just don't ever think that that's. I love. Right. I know what you're talking about, and we're not saying it, but we're like, yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> it's probably illegal. Um, yeah. Here's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if the lawyer or someone connected to the CD Projekt Red's lawyer is the one that bought it, and so they're just like, "Cool, we're taking that back, and now we're gonna like sue the shit out of you." Because <laughs> that'd be really funny if someone oh. hit him up. They were like, "Hey, bro." We'll give you $20 million. And they're like, oh, psych, cool, yay. And then they like get in a shitload of trouble because they could get that money back in damages, I would assume, like, you know, if they mm -hmm. took them to court and all that. So I don't know. That'd be really funny if they just tempted them with a big offer and it's actually 
Oh, to like to bait them in kind of a deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could be. That'd be really funny. Nonetheless, I just want to close with saying I don't. I think the, the the way they hand you know CD Projekt handled the launch of their game is totally unacceptable. But I don't think any company deserves to be hacked yeah. and held for ransom. Yeah, ex- exactly. If it includes like their personal data and stuff. But nonetheless, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I mean, CD Projekt said they don't negotiate with terrorists, basically. So you know, good on them, I guess. Uh, America, America, yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, that's pretty much it for the news this week. Uh, but we have a lot more show coming. We're going to answer some listener questions, and then we will talk about what we've been playing. So we'll be right back. All right, everybody, we are back. Let's jump into your listener questions. Remember, you can always reach us uh, on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow or via email at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. But every Wednesday, we post our Twitter thread uh, where you can ask your comments and leave questions, that sort of thing. Or ask your comments. What the fuck? Ask your questions and leave your comments uh, um, for the next episode. Although sometimes we post it on Thursday because this week was really busy and I had a lot going on so we appreciate your patience with that um let's see here looking at the questions okay here we go we have a question from friend of the show grayson morales uh grayson asks are you guys happy with the tlu casting choices so far also who do you want to see as the other characters such as tess and tommy um i think we went over you know we pretty much went over that yeah we're i think I'm happy with it. Josh seems happy with it. Yeah, casting choice is good. Uh, for Tommy, uh, the guy that plays Tommy's like a he doesn't he's done more like non game acting than game acting, right? Like they should just get him. He was great. <laughs> um, okay, that's a good one. I don't. I'm here. I'm looking at. I'm just... I I have a few here. Uh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Tess, I would like to see Zazie Beats play the role. Um, I think she has that attitude uh that she could bring to the role really well um mm. and she's awesome in deadpool and uh, other stuff i've seen her in so that would be my pick then tommy i would pick diego luna who's from uh, star wars rogue one because oh. he's the perfect brother to Diego uh pedro pascal oh interesting okay huh. so jeffrey pierce is who plays tommy in the game and he's been in like csi uh justified castle rock love death robots like it's been okay. in a ton of stuff. So I don't know. That'd be cool. Um, I just wanted to mention his name since I brought him up. I just feel like they're trying to differentiate from the game universe, probably. Mm, yeah. Like, so they probably wouldn't bring him back. Hmm. Yeah. I suppose that's true. It's so tough. The the These, like, video game adaptation show things, I don't know, man. Like, they make me nervous. Like, The Witcher was good. Um, and I think everybody saw that. And was you know was like oh shit we can actually if we give a little bit of a shit we can. <laughs> we I'm can excited make- for the Resident Evil show. Like the screen, the pictures that we've seen from Netflix's Resident Evil show look promising so far. I think. I'm not getting my hopes up, but yeah, it does look kind of good. Well, they're not going <laughs> to let me down more than Capcom already has. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's not it's not going to be worse than any of the movies, which are good for different reasons. But I'm saying they're not good adaptations of Resident Evil. Right. Like you know. I, don't I think Paul W.S. Anderson is never going to touch a Capcom property again because of oh how God. much hate Monster Hunter, the Monster Hunter movie got from the Chinese audience. Oh, that yeah, because uh, of that, that terrible joke. It was a racial slur, yeah. Yeah, that joke. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. even funny. Like, it's no. just, 
stupid and uh, we're that that's like a 90s joke that you would yeah. like come on we've moved past that anyway um for the last of us yeah i don't know i don't really know modern actors really i'm not really the guy to ask for that um i think it, i, I, I definitely want don Cheadle to be in it but that's just because i like don Cheadle a lot I don't, <laughs> I don't know who he's i don't i don't know i don't have him in mind for a specific character but just put don Cheadle in it you know but yeah just put don Cheadle in it um joe pesci <laughs> joe <laughs> retirement again joe pesci uh do you remember Jack at the uh at Black. The, was it the yeah the oscars when uh, ricky gervais made a joke about joe pesci looking like baby yoda <laughs> he was so fucking old and just, like, small and he was like he looks like baby yoda <laughs> ricky gervais joe is awesome. yeah. and, and joe, joe pesci's awesome okay joseph pesci Joseph Pesci. That's yeah. Um, all right. Next up, we have a question from PlayStation, also friend of the show. Uh, PlayStation says, "If there's a female Ratchet and a parallel Nefarious, do you think there's other characters from other dimensions? Will we see other Clanks, Quarks, and Lawrences?" So this reads uh, like a Doctor Seuss book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is a fair point. Um, Clanks, Quarks, and Lawrences. I don't know. Clovers and balloons. Hmm. I'm looking up Quark. I, I, I uh, Captain Quark. Um, he's the oh, green guy yeah. who's like a buffoon. Oh, that um, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but uh, yes, I do think there's going to be multiple uh, ratchets, multiple Clanks, uh, multiple Quarks and Lawrences. I think we're going to see all kinds of different ones because it's the whole concept of the game is rift apart, right? So we're right. going to go through all sorts of different universes. We could even see Jack and Daxter or oh, Sly. That, that oh, because that, that yeah, we could see like different PlayStation universes. Um, I don't know. It's it's a it's a stretch, but I'd love to see that happen. I hope they travel to Alan Wake Two. <laughs> and I can play Alan Wake 2 in the game. And that's how Alan Wake 2 is revealed. Yeah, and um, then we'll see Pedro Pascal in the Last of Us world. Jesus. Right. Um, <laughs> so with these different dimensions, though, there could be, like, uh, like, like characters with different personalities. So there's this Quark guy, and he's normally, like, I guess pretty lighthearted. But there might be one, like, a version of him that's totally different. He's like, that's, ah, really, that's really serious, yeah. Yeah, or something, whatever, yeah. So that that's something I think we'll see. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, I'm not totally up to date on my Ratchet and Clank lore, but uh, mm-hmm. that seems like that makes sense. Nefarious to me. is hilarious, and I really hope he comes back for this one. He's he's like the best villain from that series. Very, oh, very, very yeah. funny. And then Lawrence is just like his butler. So it'd be <laughs> cool if we had like a Lauren as the butler, and I don't know Nefarious is like a woman. This we we so kind of saw that with Crash Four in a way, actually. Yeah. Now I about it. This so. is yeah. This this just reminds me of Crash Bandicoot so much. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Um. Okay. Next up, we have a question from Sabrina Ray. <laughs> um, so about that female Lombax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here. I, I, I mentioned. I mentioned. Um. In a retweet, I was like, "Yeah, you can send us all the questions you'd like, but just don't send us weird female Lombax stuff." <laughs> yeah i'm looking at pictures here and i have this is fascinating because i have safe search turned off yeah, don't go on google images oh my god dude no, no. What, what are you doing no no hold on what are you I, doing? No, no, it's fine i just googled it female lombax rift apart and there's no terrible things good which, which good. i guess but I, i'm not gonna scroll down anymore 
because I'm I've bad. seen some horrors. Oh, no. oh, there it is. There we go. There's a horrible thing. I don't like that. Oh God! Here's the the <laughs> what's that called? The at, that face that the that like anime face. Oh that, no! That the girls make. Oh God! Oh, God. All right. Let's, yeah, not going even going okay. there. All right, I got it. I got it. We're kind of PG, so we got to keep it that way. All right, here we go. Um, last question here. This is from Jake Free. What video game fight do you think you could win in real life? Personally, I think I could win the garage fight in the beginning of RE7. Oh, this is a good one. And and actually, really, you think you could win that fight? Jesus, I don't know Jesus. that I could. <laughs> that dude, the cop gets his head bashed. I just did that part earlier, and yeah, that part's crazy. Dude, and especially the way that part is like framed, where like you're looking right at the cop, he's like right in front of you, and then just the side of his head is just it's cut off like he was made out of cake the whole time. (laughs) He was cake. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I don't think I could take anybody in Resident Evil. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't really have. There's this Scooby Doo game where (laughs) you have to you have to find the Scooby snacks or something. I think I could probably have a hundred frights. Yeah, that might be it. I could probably do that. Um, what else? What are some other... I'm looking at my games I, here. I, I could beat the first boss in Croc Legend of the Gobbos in real life. It's against a giant ladybug in a boxing ring. I, <laughs> I could beat up... I could beat the giant ladybug. Uh, I, could prob- I, I could beat the child version of Waka just throwing bulls at me. <laughs> that, that, that's something I can do. Um, in Kingdom Hearts, yeah. This isn't a boss fight but at the end of animal crossing new horizons when you unlock everything and then kk plays a song mm. for everybody i, I could totally i could totally beat the shit out of kk I just steal his guitar and bash him <laughs> over the head um i don't know i'm trying to think of some boss fights how about that... the first boss from crash one um papa papa yeah i could beat him Probably. You think so with your hands? Here, is that what the question here? Let's oh, all you need to do is jump over his um, weapon and then just bonk him on the on the head or something. I'm kind of out of shape. On Honestly, he'd probably, he'd probably win that fight in real life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I know this also isn't a boss fight, but in Super Mario 3D World, which I'll talk about shortly, there are these really, really small Goombas. They're like really tiny Goombas. I could just squash them all just with my <laughs> stomp on all of them. I can um, beat Sonic. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I could just beat up Sonic like as like the hedgehog. I could just beat him. Why would you beat <laughs> up Sonic? For everything he's committed against us. Yeah, for all his all crimes. All his atrocities. He's done no crimes. He's helping it's, out mankind. Sonic 3D World on the on the Genesis and Sega Saturn. That well, game is a crime. But he has kissed the princess and that's kind of a crime because it's kind of weird. Yeah, the Sonic 2006 is a crime too. Yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was horrifying. I, I wouldn't right. actually hurt Sonic. I'm not I'm not against furries, but I did find that kind of weird. That, that kind I, of cutscene of him kissing the princess and enjoying it. I would hurt Sonic. I would hurt him. If I <laughs> okay, just to clarify though, I would do it. I would definitely, yeah, Josh, I know you said that you wouldn't, I would, if I, if given the opportunity... I would. Would you rather hurt regular Sonic or Nightmare Sonic with the teeth? <laughs> oh god, that's horrifying. Let me look up a picture of that. Hold up. Do you guys think that they're gonna give us a nightmare version of? You're Tales? gonna give you a night. You're gonna give yourself a nightmare by looking at that dude. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Definitely, I want to kill this thing. Oh. <laughs> wow, that is. Ah, uh, I hate oh, all of that. Tonight. 
<laughs> okay. Well, I guess that's it for the boss fights. Oh, I could beat Papyrus from Undertale, oh. probably. Oh, yeah. Anybody could beat Papyrus. Anyone could beat him. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, thank you for the questions, everybody. We appreciate all of that. Um, all right. Let's jump into what we've been playing. We haven't been playing a whole lot. Um, I tried out Little Oh, Night- God. What? Did you fall I out of your saw that Nightmare so- Sonic. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, Josh, right. why did you send me that? It's it's the old version of Sonic from the movie, but with oh. in, but instead of eyes, he's got more more of his mouth at oh. the teeth. All right. Um, so speaking of nightmares, I've been playing a little bit of Little Nightmares too, um, mm. and I'm not wild about it. Honestly, it I don't know. It's like I guess what it is is Super Mario 3D World is such a fantastic platformer that the platforming like by comparison just feels not as good in little nightmares i know that's not really the game's fault uh but it does have a like really awesome sense of um atmosphere and it's super like dark and it's like it yeah it's like spooky and all that but like the main thing you're doing is platforming and i just don't think it's like that amazing i don't know i'm gonna keep trying it uh, you know keep playing it a little bit i haven't i loved the original yeah, uh, because it had that sense of atmosphere, so I'm happy to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, is, I've heard there's like action combat, like, and there's co-op. I haven't done any of that. I just, I'm, oh, okay. I, I played it basically. I played it for like 30 minutes, and I'm like, eh, I'm not really digging this, so I, I shut okay. it off. But I think I'm gonna go back to it because I do think it deserves a little bit more of a shot than that. Um, just because you know it looks cool. I'm playing on Switch, so it doesn't look as good as other platforms. Um, I don't know. It just seems like it's a little finicky. Like the platforming is really, I don't know. It, like you have to jump at the very, very edge of the platform it, to make it to the other platform. It's, I don't know. Does it feel like little big planet? No. Okay. That's good no. then. Oh, you mean like with the platforming? No, I don't yeah, no, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Um, and then I've also been playing super Mario 3d world, a game that you probably haven't played because you didn't buy a Wii U. Um, this came out, um, um, for the Wii U in 2013 and is one of the best 3d Mario games ever. And what's weird about this game is that it is a 3d Mario game. Totally. You can't argue with that, but it's, it's like this, it's got this like almost isometric view at times. And sometimes it's like totally 2d, like not actually 2d, but it's like side scrolling. Um, and then other sections, it's uh, it's like you know more open, and you don't have full 360 degree control of the camera, um, and so it it always feels like this almost like Diablo style, like you know in terms of the perspective. Um, but yeah, excellent music, fantastic level design, and the cats are just as heartwarming and just as cute as they were in 2013. I'm. I'm gonna ask this: Does it get more interesting after the first world? Because like that was just like bland, kind of like predictable Mario levels. I I, I thought when I I don't know. I, I don't think the first few levels are boring, so I don't know if I, <laughs> oh, okay. I, don't, I don't know if I can answer that question. Like I don't know. Uh, I I've just been enjoying it a lot so far, and it's uh, there are certainly some interesting things that happen cool. later on. Um, and what's really cool about this game is that this is where Captain Toad's treasure tracker came from. So in each world, there's one Captain Toad Trevor, uh, Captain Toad treasure tracker level. And so this, for you know, for those who don't know, is sort of that uh, uh, 
uh, you have like 3D control of this like square map, and you're controlling Captain Toad who can't jump, so you have to like make your way around. The too heavy from all his tools. Yeah, he's got too many in his in his hat. Yeah, his big hat. Or wait, is that his hair? Or the, they figured this out. They figured this out that it's it's detached from his head. I think mm. it's separate. I think I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um. Anyway, so that's in this game. But I just think the cat suits are just fantastic. And not just because I think cats are cute and blah, blah, blah. But I really like how it works. Like, you can climb up walls, which is really nice. And the characters, like, <laughs> they all have their own meow, I notice. Like, Luigi's is like this. He goes, he goes, wow. It's, like, <laughs> it's like a little seductive. It's a that little makes weird. me feel uncomfortable. All right, yeah, you'll love it, Chris. He goes, wow. Uh, <laughs> Um, but I think hands down the cutest is definitely Toad as a cat. Um, what's cool about this is it's got, well, <laughs> in concept, in theory, it's cool, is that it's got online co-op. I tried it and it's not as bad as I expected, but it's still like not acceptable. Okay. <laughs> which, which Josh, I know you always like to make fun of Nintendo online. Uh, it's still pretty bad. Um, well, what's interesting though, is the person I was playing with said that they didn't run into any issues like they didn't experience any weird problems so i don't know if maybe it's just like my internet that sucks i didn't think my internet was that bad i have like pretty decent internet um but if you're like really relying on playing online with this game i don't really recommend that um the other thing i wanted to bring up is that this new package comes with uh bowser's fury which at the time of recording i haven't actually played yet but what we're gonna do is we'll do what we did last week I'll record. I'm gonna play some tomorrow before this episode goes up, and then we'll add it into the episode. So we can throw that section right here. Hey everybody, Joseph here. Uh, just wanted to give my quick thoughts on Bowser's Fury. So this is the side game that comes with uh, Super Mario 3D World on the Switch, and it's really good. Um, so this is a game that is actually in 3D. Um, you can turn the camera around 360 degrees, uh, just like Super Mario Odyssey, uh, which is very different from 3D World, um, since 3D World only has this sort of like isometric view. You can control the camera a little bit, but not, you know, 360 degrees. And so the main thing with Bowser's Fury is that there's this like gigantic, like, I don't even know, like demonic version of Bowser who's, like, covered in this black ink, and he's, like, gigantic. Um, he basically is, like, towering over you for the entirety of the game, and he will, like, come up seemingly at random times and, like, attack you and, like, you know, rain fireballs down on top of you and stuff. And it's very reminiscent of, like, Nemesis from Resident Evil, which I think is kind of interesting, where, you know, you can pop up at any time. Um, and so the game takes place in sort of this, like, open world uh, with, with, like, little islands, and you travel between them. Um, you can either swim or use that, like, I don't even know what it is. It's like this dragon creature thing. <laughs> Kennedy referred to it as a hot dog Yoshi. I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyway, so you ha you're still using, like, the cat form that you're in. It's really funny. And uh, basically, you're supposed to find these items called cat shines. And so, like, it's different than 3D World where, like, you've got this overworld and then you, like, go to the level and then you're, like, in this totally separate level and then when you're done, you go back to the overworld. It's not really like that. 
in in Bowser's Fury, it's just basically like the levels are already there. You don't load into a separate area. And yeah, it's definitely like abbreviated. It's a smaller game that you can probably finish in like three or four hours. And if you want 100%, it may be more like six hours or so. Um, but what I really like about it is that it's a great companion game to 3D World. Um, it plays very differently. And it's something that I think even if you already played and 100% into 3D World on the Wii U, having this could justify uh the price or you know justify buying it again um since it's like you know its own fully fledged game it's not just like a level you know there's a lot of extra content um and what's really cool about this game uh aside from the fact that there's just cats everywhere everything is a cat mario's a cat goombas are cats everything's a cat aside from all that um there are these like over the top battles between bowser and mario and it's really, really funny, and it's really well done. Um, very, again, reminiscent of uh, Super Mario Odyssey. And basically how it works is, like, when you're getting ready to battle, I'm not going to spoil how all that works, but when you're getting ready to battle, it, like, zooms out, and Mario just becomes gigantic, and he's got this almost, like, Goku hair with, it, <laughs> with his cat suit on. And then you get to fight Bowser, and it's, like, it's just, like, so over the top, but I love it, and I think it's a great evolution of Mario. Because Mario, you know, people sort of accuse it of being very repetitive, and it hasn't evolved over the, over the years, but I think this is proof that it has. So anyway, um, I haven't finished Bowser's Fury quite yet, but I should be done with it shortly. And so on the next episode, I'll have probably more comprehensive thoughts and more to report on that. But yeah, as it stands... Really, really cool addition. It's not just this little like side thing that should be ignored. I think it's its own game. And even if you already played Super Mario 3D World on the Wii U, I think having Bowser's Fury justifies the price of entry. Even at $60, I think it's pretty much worth it. And if you haven't played Super Mario 3D World, this is like fantastic. It's a great, great package. So anyway, we will continue with the rest of the episode now. Okay, so that was me talking about Bowser's Fury. Hopefully, it's cool. I don't. <laughs> it, it sounds exciting, honestly. It sounds it, cool, if, yeah. If it looks like, um, and from what you've been saying, probably, um, <laughs> so weird. Um, it looks like like a revolutionary step for the Mario series. I've been hearing that a lot uh, yeah. from the game. So. Fingers crossed, it's a great experience for you. Yeah, and what I've heard, though, is that people have said that they like it more... Some people have said they like it more than the base game, so... Wow. I don't, I don't know if that's a knock on the base game or just a praise <laughs> for Bowser's Fury, but Chris, I, I know you played this and you weren't a fan of it, and that's totally fair, but I, I really do think you, this game deserves a little bit more of a shot Wait, because... I yeah, think I want to play it. I do want to play it. I think it's really, really good. It's like... I don't know, man. Like, the level design is awesome. The music is fantastic. I love just how it's just so upbeat. And it, it it's it's not as good as Odyssey, I don't think. But I think it's pretty close. I think it's, like, second place. I, I really love the soundtrack of this game. Like, Super Bell Hill. That has an amazing oh, yeah. track. That's, like, super upbeat. Yeah, man. I, I, I do want to check this out. Um, I haven't even played Super Mario Odyssey yet, so I'm a bit conflicted about getting uh, that first. Yeah, then play this first because Odyssey's way better. Um, yeah, but I just don't like the isometric view. That's the one thing. Like, is there precise platforming with that kind of angle? I'm, I suppose there is. 
Um, it works fine, honestly. Like I, they did a I, good, they do a good job with the making sure the camera is where you'd want it to yeah. be anyway. So yeah. really, if anything, it's like you don't have to worry about it because they 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 took care it, of it. Like it, yeah, it works. You can turn the camera a little bit too. You can turn it. It you, it's not hundred there full three sixty. It's okay. like one, it turn like one eighty, I believe. So mm. it's it's fine. It's it is weird. I'm with you on that. But anyway, um, wanted to report on that. Uh, I we would have had more, like to report on that at this point. I, we just, we didn't get it early. And so we just, you know, I started playing it day one and you know, whatever it is what it is. Uh, we're not entitled to free games or early games or whatever, but oh, I no, definitely not. wanted to let everybody know that. Um, well, we Nintendo for at least uh, responding back. Most <laughs> <of the> time. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> anyway, that's what I've been playing. Chris, why don't you talk to us about what you've been playing? Yeah. So I think we've both been slammed this week in terms oh of like God. stuff to write. So I haven't played as much as I'd like to, uh, but the, my, the, the game I played the most this week is uh, Persona 5 Strikers. Uh, we received the review go- code of this from uh, Atlas. So thank you so much for sending us that code. Um, I am in love with this game. I really am. Um, I, I just think it's super cool how they translated Persona 5's turn-based mechanics and turn, turned them into action, like almost like flawlessly. Uh, yeah. It's as if the game played like that originally. I know it's it's absolutely yeah. amazing. It's, like for me, like when I played whatever Hyrule Warriors or whatever, yeah. I don't know. It just didn't feel. It, 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 I don't know. It didn't. It, it just felt like Muso just with the Zelda skin. Yeah. But this, it feels like Persona 5 has always been uh, uh, action. It's so cool. Yeah. Anyway, I'm and there's sorry. A, str- a strategy to it. There's depth to it. And like, I, I'm really surprised how it Im- includes like the skills that you have. It still has like the same status kind of right. um, mechanics. And then it adds its own kind of flair too with like you climbing on like lampposts, for example, and dishing out like a special attack to the foe's um, under you you know right. and i really like it because the, the action feels it, it makes more sense in a way than a turn-based situation because you have all i i might be wrong about this so correct me if i'm wrong but i i feel like you have all your party members with you at the same time so it just makes sense that you're all going into the metaverse kicking oh. ass yeah that's that's an interesting point i don't i haven't gotten what do you mean like so there's like eight eight people at once i don't yeah, I'm know only, i'm only three hours in so i'm not sure so i shouldn't have commented on that but uh i still think it 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 just makes a lot of sense and i i really like the character sophia so far yeah um, she's cool. she's adorable she's uh <laughs> I I don't think we're allowed to say like a whole lot about that. But no, she, no, 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 no. But yeah. she's like, um, oh, oh I I know how to describe her. She's kind of almost like a like an alien or something like who isn't familiar with like, you know, certain terminology. She's a fish out of water. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like it, yeah. a lot a lot of the jokes and humor and stuff is like te- the 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 group teaching her like little phrases or like teaching her things that like people do i don't know but don't say the vulgar stuff don't don't learn that stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah not the vulgar stuff yeah yeah yeah. yeah. um yeah this game's really really cool uh you know what's funny i've played the entirety of persona 5 strikers on my phone uh via remote play because in my mind you play persona on a handheld it's just you play persona on a handheld you don't have it there's no other way around it and so like for me i've been playing it on my phone um 
and no lag or anything like that. The remote play is just fantastic. I, I like that there's an option to switch it from frame rate to graphics modes if you want. Um, but also it, it runs like really smoothly on the yeah. PS5 anyway. I don't know how it is on Switch. We'll see about that. But I'm I'm really enjoying my time with it. Uh, the music's fantastic. The story is just as you'd expect from a a mainline Persona game. Yeah. Like I'm really surprised by the writing in this game. Like it's it's so well done. The characters interact <laughs> in a funny way. That, like and, and naturally as well. It's just like it's you're playing it's, a sequel to Persona yeah, Five. It's, 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 really Persona, is. it's like more Persona Five. It's. Mm-hmm flawlessly done like it it seems like at least in terms of like uh, authenticity you know it seems I, like I, it's just like persona 5 it's awesome i will say this i i do think that the investigatory kind of stuff might get old quick like i don't i i feel like oh like talk, yeah you took yeah. basically what i'm i'm gonna mention this um basically you're going around the street and you're talking to people, uh, asking people about recent events, right? right? And it kind of gets repetitive. They had that in, the, in Persona Five, though, as well. Did they? Yeah, or or maybe it was four. I definitely remember doing that in a Persona game before. Yeah, yeah, but I I, I feel I feel like it drags a little bit. Yeah, but anyway, point. it's supposed to be like forty hours long or something. So, well, we have a lot more to play on that. And oh yeah. I might just buy it for Switch. I don't know. It's not even out yet. It comes out, I think, February 23rd. So mm-hmm. still plenty of time for that. Um, Chris? Highly recommend it, though. Chris, what else you got? Uh, Ring Fit Adventure. And I have some good news. Um, this game works. It really does. And yeah. I've been losing, I think I lost five pounds this week. Oh, wow. In one week? Jesus. Yeah. Um, and like, like I haven't been especially eating healthily. You know what I mean? So I haven't been like fully onto it uh yeah it it gives you a really good workout um every time i like how it puts in like mini games as well that tests your body <laughs> and in in interesting ways uh and yeah. it, it's it's an engaging game it really is um and i, I love how it, in, it gives you like new abilities as you go on and you can you can select what kind of like moves you want in your deck i guess or your uh, skill list yeah um, it's just you can only choose like five at a time and then there's the whole type difference right so right. uh blue skills work best on uh blue enemies and like right. each color corresponds to a certain part of the body or a certain type of workout like green is a yoga workout you know <laughs> um, um what's cool too is like you can if like only if today you only want to work on certain parts of your body or a specific type of workout you can do that and the game will like you know sort of uh be tailored for that because like for me i'm i'm out of shape in all in every regard so pretty much anything i do is good <laughs> but like if you're more of like a health person who like specifically wants to work on their whatever i don't i have no idea that's how out of shape i am i have no idea but if you want to specifically work on that thing you can totally do that and that's really cool and there's multiple difficulty levels and i have to um give respect to nintendo as well for the different options options um like for example if you have trouble with your knees, you can take out knee workouts. Right. Or um, if you're in a busy apartment or like you have roommates next to you at like 9 or 10 p.m. who are asleep, you can choose like silent mode 
So instead of running at, on, on, on the spot, like making a huge racket, um, you could just like do little squats to uh, <laughs> to That's run, cool. you know? So um, what do you think about the uh, the ring con? What do you, it's very interesting, this piece of... I, I really like it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's great. Um, it works describe super it, well. Describe it so they know what it is, the listeners. So it's like a completely round uh, kind of controller. Um, it's like an elastic kind of band all over the the, the piece, mm-hmm. and then you slot the ring, um, the the um, Joy-Con. Joy-Con on the top, right? And then with the blue Joy-Con or your left Joy-Con, you put it around your um, knee. Like- that yeah, yeah around that you're fine yeah um so yeah it detects you really well um in my opinion like maybe the knee lifts aren't as good it doesn't track me that well but other than that uh it's it it's worked fantastic fantastic yeah I, and i i do like this feature as well so if you uh put your switch on sleep mode and then slot your Joy-Con inside the Ring-Con and uh, hold down the the joystick, you can actually do, like, um, abdominal kind of presses or you can, <laughs> um, while the game's off and you, while you're watching, like, a TV or something, like, if you're watching uh, Division, for example, you can just do a little bit of a workout on the side and it actually tallies up the number of squeezes you do with the resistance band. And once you go back in the game, you can get actually uh, um, give yourself a, a, a reward, um, like money, I think it is. That's really cool. And then what you can do, though, if you have some left over, you can give it to friends. Oh, interesting. So you can give those points to friends. Uh, yeah, very, very awesome game that like Nintendo really fought through on this concept. And um, it's no surprise that it's selling well because it's a great product. Yeah, and like I said before, this is in my top 10 Switch games. So, yeah, yeah. I, I stand by that. Um, all right, that's enough from us. Let's throw it over to Josh. Sorry, Josh, we've been over here talking about our weird Japanese games and <laughs> shit. And do, you think, do you think Persona 5 might come to the Switch with Strikers being on it now? Like, if no. it sells well enough? No. I feel like there's a weird PlayStation exclusivity deal that we don't know about. Yeah, no. It no. just... I, I I think we'll probably see the Persona games on Nintendo Switch at some point, like at least four golden, like that PC port. Or uh, yeah, I don't know. I think for now you're going to be stuck with your Shimagami Tensei, Josh. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, Josh, take us uh, home. I've been playing uh, Doom Three. I was really really wanting to replay it recently because um, I haven't I haven't played it since uh, the BFG edition released i mean i played it at launch on on the xbox like in 2005 but i hadn't replayed it since um like 2012 and i've just been craving linear level design recently um i replayed uh resident evil 4 and then that got me you know i wanted to play i wanted to replay like another game from around that same time because i was like well resident evil 4 aged really well um i mean you know i hadn't replayed that in a couple of years either and so i was like i really want to jump back into doom 3 again and um, I've, I've been really enjoying it. I feel the same way I felt about it at release, which was this isn't uh, it, this isn't the best Doom game, but it's a really good game. Um, it, 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 the, the Half-Life and um, 
you know, other games from other contemporaries from around the time Doom 3 came out, you know, the early 2000s, the, the influence is definitely there. It's like they were trying to, you know, um, modernize Doom, but they, you know, kind of changed more than they maybe should have. But like, it, I don't know. It's still really good. I uh, really like it. I think it's really fun. It, it's uh, just a little slower and a little more story heavy than the other ones. You know, there's audio logs and stuff like that, but. It actually sounds really cool. I've never yeah. played this game. Oh, you haven't? It's on Switch. That's where I'm yeah, replaying it. I mean, I have an Xbox, but I, I just even uh, that's the power of the Switch. Even even if I own something on something else, uh, you know, I, I, there, I'm still I'll still you know buy it on Switch just to play it on Switch because it's fun. You know, I like mm-hmm. playing my Switch. But yeah, it's like ten bucks, and it's on you know PlayStation Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, Does it still have like you know like the fast paced combat, or is it like no. a lot slowed down? No, it's a lot. I would say that the combat speed is closer to like Bioshock. Oh, well, I was just thinking yeah. about that. Yeah, which That's which isn't it, it's not it's not bad, but it's definitely and that that was part of what kind of affected it at the time because you know I mean obviously when they announce a new Doom game, people are expecting a new Doom game, and this is more like Bioshock in terms of combat. So it's a lot slower. It's not as fast, um, but it's 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 still really fun. Um, I don't know. And they did some interesting stuff. So instead of like colored keys for opening doors, there's like PDAs um, like on the, uh, you know, on the little in, in, in the environment, like from people that worked at the you know UAC place. So you're mm-hmm. opening up doors and stuff in a more, you know, kind of like lifelike way instead of blue key and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's like, oh, this guy had access to this area because he was the you know the systems analyst of this floor and so that's why i can get in here so like parts of it like that i actually really like and sometimes prefer because like there's some really cool environmental storytelling in it and you know like the setting's interesting it's just it's not what people are expecting it honestly it's it's a lot like resident evil 4 in that regard (laughs) where like that game is nothing like you know resident evil 1 2 and 3 and so it made perfect sense for some people to be like, this isn't Resident Evil, but like, you know, Resident Evil 4 is still a really good game. And so right. it's it's very much in that camp. But yeah, it's like $10 full price. I think you'd probably enjoy it. Um, it's also kind of yeah. cool being able to save your game whenever you want. Like, I, you know, that was more common back then, whereas a lot of oh, games yeah. now are autosave. But um, I don't know. Uh, ultimately... If 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 I if I had my way, the original version would still be available, which is frustrating to me. Um, basically, re- uh, really quick in the original game that was on the Xbox, um, the original Xbox and the uh, and PC, you had to choose between visibility or safety. So you had to switch between your flashlight and your gun, and they did some really really cool shit. Oh, and the game wow. still looks really good, but like at the time, it was just like, how do games look this good? You know. Um, but they did some really cool stuff with lighting and shadows. And it was also cool because you couldn't always see and you had to be like, Oh, I heard something. Do I want to see, or do I want to keep my gun? You had to kind of toggle back and forth in the BFG edition. They basically, basically, uh, officially implemented a PC mod, which was called the duct, duct tape mod. And the reason it was called the duct tape mod was the, 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 the basis for that name in the PC community was surely there'd be some fucking duct tape on this, on this space station <laughs> and the green would just tape a flashlight to his shoulder. Yeah, I guess. That so you kind of toggle the light on and off. It doesn't ruin the game. It's just, the game was really built around that tension. So a little bit of the tensions lost from 
being able to shoot and see, but it doesn't ruin the game. It's just, I think it's, that's a really interesting mechanic. And I kind of wish that that would have at least been um, available as an option to play that way if you wanted to. But anyway, yeah. it's, it's totally worth $10 and that's the full price for it. I think you'd probably enjoy it. I would just not pick it when you're wanting to play something that feels a lot like doom, you know, play it when you want to play something more like Bioshock in terms of, um, you know, gameplay. Cool. Um, Josh, talk to us about nuts. So, uh, <laughs> I love how you said that. It's hilarious. <laughs> I actually haven't gotten to play this and it's 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 uh frustrating but I think this this uh critique is probably still helpful for maybe a few of our listeners since um I uh have color deficiency. Uh it's also referred to as color blindness. Um so if you're listening and you have this too then maybe you'll have the same problem. So hopefully my feedback is still uh valuable. But yeah, it it, it gives me like a headache. I can't the, the graphics are really cool. They're like this minimalistic Kind of reminds me of the return of uh, Oberdin, but oh, um, but yeah. but with but it's you know it's got color. It doesn't look like it was like drawn with pencils. Um, not insulting that art style. I really like the return of Oberdin, but the 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 color uh, scheme and the way the colors clash, my eyes have trouble deciphering it. And so like it, do you, if you have, okay, so like I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. If you don't, if you're not colorblind, um, so um, imagine like looking at like a neon sign where the colors clash and it kind of like fucks with your eyes a little bit that's 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 what that's what this does so it's like well, the problem i'm looking at it here the problem and I, this isn't necessarily a general problem but in the case of somebody with like a color deficiency the problem is that you'll have an object and the it's like you know a, like for example i'm looking right now there's a camera and it's bright orange and it's outlined in bright yellow well, bright orange and bright yellow are very close to one another in color. And so that that if you're somebody with a color deficiency, that can kind of be hard to read. And then, for example, in the background, there's like a, a mountain and the mountain is green and it's outlined in like a greenish yellow. And those colors tend to blend together. So like, yeah, that seems like that would be really yeah, tough. It's it's frustrating because I want to I want I want to play it like I've read about the game and it 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 looks like a game I would really enjoy. Um, I don't know. I kind of wish that there was like a black and white mode, maybe because yeah. I say that because that'd be the easiest way for them to, you know, it's it's a smaller developer, like they might not have the biggest budget. So that'd be the easiest way to maybe, you know, um, help with accessibility. Yeah. But like, yeah, I just I just scrolled the review just to like look at some pictures of it. While um while you were talking, I'm like, yeah, my eyes hurt just from looking at those pictures. So yeah, I'm sorry, I, I didn't actually know you had color blindness. Oh no, it's okay. Well, plus, you, I mean, you wouldn't have been able to just know that I wouldn't be able to play it. I mean, it's on our um, it's on our accounts. Maybe you and um yeah. Joseph could check it out or whatever. Or or and yeah, if you have the same problem as as I have, then that's you know. really interesting. It's yeah. it's like I feel like the art style is like one of the main components of this game, and so. Like, I feel like that feature in and of itself is is something that they, like, will probably not want to alter because it's so important mm -hmm. to them. But 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 the problem is, like, you know, that a lot of people probably can't play it. Jeez. Yeah, like, I, can't, I can't look at pictures of it. So, like, playing... I tried to play it anyway. I was like, oh, this hurts my eyes. But, I'll, you know, I'm going to try to play it because I want to provide coverage and like five minutes in i'm like yeah i'm getting a headache i can't i can't do this so um you know totally it, it's it, it's a bummer but like i you know every game can't be for me so mm. i i understand 
But yeah, I mean, if there was a way, and I wasn't able to play it, so I don't know if this is even possible with the gameplay, but if there's a way to alter the color or even just like a black and white filter, maybe something that lowers the intensity. I don't, I'm not sure, but if there's a way to do that and they're, and they're able to do that, that would be. Or have a different mode. Yeah, um, I know maybe. Different, like in, uh, I know they're big budget, but like FIFA, for example, it has different mm-hmm. uh, colorblind modes um, for specific kind of like deficiencies. Yeah, so I don't know, maybe... Yeah, if that's an option, then that would be cool for people like me that like, oh, this game looks cool, I want to play it. Because I I legitimately really wanted to play this. I saw it advertised in Apple Arcade, um, which um, has a couple of cool games in it. Um, I've been kidding it, actually, Apple Arcade. I've seen a bunch of games that look fascinating to me. Yeah, there's some cool stuff in there. I have it because we got Becca a new phone, and when you get like a new Apple product, they usually give you like, you know a couple free months of you know like something and this was that that was the case in this one so i figured yeah i'll get that but yeah when i was on there i was i played a couple of games and i almost checked out nuts and then you were like hey we got a review code for it i was like oh hell yeah i'll just play it on the switch and so yeah um i don't know i i'm hoping i feel bad i wasn't able to give uh you know like gameplay feedback but hopefully this might still help somebody i still think that's important feedback yeah 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 i do too okay um, Josh, we're, we're running a little long. Can you, can you give me quickly, quickly on your thoughts on Resident Evil 4? Cause I know you did, I did two back-to-back replays in less than a week. And that game is still fucking awesome. <laughs> awesome. They definitely yeah. could remake it and change some stuff. There are, there, there are some parts where like, ah, oh, they could probably cut this or change that. But like, honestly, even if they just gave me this game again with Resident Evil 2 remakes, like, you know, graphics and controls and like, inventory management and by that you know keep, let me keep the briefcase but i mean like i would love to be able to play that game without having to pause to change weapons oh yeah you know and i know that the game it works it lets you you know like it it, it pauses and lets you do it i'm just saying i would love to be able to just like have re2 remakes like you know d-pad assigned yeah you know? i think i think at the very least there are quality of life improvements that could be mm-hmm. made in a remake but personally, I think there's a lot they could actually do. But at the very least, if they just made quality of life improvements, I would be totally happy. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, just in, in case anyone's like, oh, I haven't played that yet. I'm going to wait for the remake. Play it Play it now because you'll probably have trouble playing the original if you play the remake first. But if you play this first, then you you know what I mean? You wouldn't be able to, right. you wouldn't lose it. Because um, the game still holds up. I think it holds up much better than uh, the other Resident Evil games if you haven't played them. I know that, like Joseph, you you know you can still go back and play the PlayStation One version of RE Two, and that's that's totally cool. I, but no, I, I still I still think Resident Evil Four holds up better than <laughs> that. It was like hard to get through those games. Oh okay. Yeah, like yeah. So no, I I, I think Four does hold up. I just think it has a lot of problems still, but yeah. it's like still one of my favorite Resident Evils. So that's how good it is. That I actually like- bought that again too. I bought it in Switch, even though like I don't need to buy <laughs> that again. I put an Xbox in the other room, but I was like, I want to play this on my Switch. This game, yeah, so it's it's a good it's a good Switch game. Um, cool. Uh, that pretty much wraps us up there. Thank you for your time, Chris and Josh. Yeah, it was fun. Um, Josh. Uh, Actually, no, I normally do Chris first because Chris comes first alphabetically. Chris, where can people find you when you're not on the show? Let's do Josh first. Come on. You want to do Josh first? Okay. Yeah. Josh, <laughs> Josh, where um, can people find you? Okay, yeah, you could find me on Twitter at It's Drickjersh, Um, And then I uh, write about games over on Retroware. I just wrote an article about um, Game Boy games that I want Nintendo to put on Switch that they should 
do. Um, I think they should go on the Nintendo Switch online thing because I don't know what else that service is for because it doesn't work. Um, God, I know. I, I pay for that shit. And it, yeah, like, like, give me some Game Boy games. But honestly, I would also buy all of their old games. So please sell them or... Josh, I would pay $1,000 for Wario Land 4. I would right now. I would pay a thousand. I would straight up pay a thousand dollars without even questioning it. She'd be like, "That's a lot," but okay, if you say that's so, right. Reggie. All right. All right. <laughs> no, that, that that's all. I just I, okay. I love the Game Boy games, and I uh, I want them to be playable on the Switch. Yeah, I'll pay for them. I'll pay a thousand dollars. I don't. Care. All right, Chris, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me at Penwell Writes on Twitter. I'm trying to get at Chris Penwell, but apparently. Some dork from eight, like eight or nine years ago, is still using that name, and he hasn't been using the account since then. So, yeah, I'm trying to get that name. Uh, you can uh, find me at uh, the Gamer, where I write a bunch of news there and uh, some features, and then uh, Retroware. Yeah, I have two yeah. features coming up, which yeah. is exciting. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing those up. Chris is our uh, resident uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, feature. <laughs> I Latin. can't. Just kidding. I don't think I could say what I'm writing about, but I'm very excited for you to read it. Um, is it naughty or is it just you don't want to say it? I, I don't want to say it yet, I, okay. just in case. Um, but you can find my stuff uh, at Game Groups as well. I have that feature about Gravity Rush coming up. I think it's this week when it finally releases. So go read that there. Um, yeah, Tech Raptor as well. Whenever a big game comes out, I'll be writing some guides. And uh, yeah, uh, that's that's me. Um, you could no. also check out no 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 yeah I got it I got it I got it big boy, and you can check out Go Beyond on my Hero Academia podcast each and every Wednesday. Uh, Vaughn and I we go through the nitty gritty detail of each episode, um, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a fun time, especially if you're a My Hero Academia fan. What if you're not um, a My Hero Academia? <laughs> uh, it probably isn't for you. But you should watch the series anyway, and then check out the podcast. Someone just hate watching the show and then hate yeah, listening like, to your you podcast. Yeah, you ha- I like really hate. No, I don't know. I've never seen it, no. but um... but you'd hate it because it's a great series. Um, but what? also, yes, um, you can check out <laughs> Let's Speak Geek. Uh, I interviewed someone. Um, I, I didn't really know him before, but you know, it's someone called Joseph Yaden. Yeah, I don't know. Um, never, never heard of him. Yeah, never heard of him really. So. Uh, but it was an interesting conversation we had uh, about metal. We talked, yeah, Mosh we, talked about, we talked about um, the, uh, Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did talk about Cannibal Corpse and how gross that sounds, but that's okay. Um, yeah, it was it was a fun conversation, and I'm looking Thanks forward for to having you me, Chris. To that. That was really nice of you. Yeah, it was great. Great. You've kind of forced yourself on it, but uh, you know, I was going <laughs> to invite you anyway. So, hey, was that the band where like there were lyrics about there being like human remains at his house, and then they found human remains at his house? No, it wasn't quite that. It was. Um, it is a band about human remains at a house, but they but their guitarist um had like a bunch of firearms in his house and i think there was some sort of explosion and they all went off or something and yeah he got in trouble for that <laughs> so it wasn't yeah. quite that. anyway yeah but yeah uh, um it's been a tough week for me personally but um i love your company guys and i'm glad to be a part of this podcast hell yeah hell yeah 
Um, likewise, Chris and Josh. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden. You can find my work at Digital Trends, Your Money Geek, uh, Games Radar, a bunch of other places, The Escapist. Um, and in terms of upcoming stuff, I did do a piece on the best-selling Switch games, which was very fun. And then I just did a bunch of guides at Games Radar for uh, all the Black Ops Cold War stuff. So you guys can check out. Shout Doom. out to guide writers. I've been looking up every single locker code on Doom 3. I don't have time to listen to all these fucking audio logs listening for locker codes. I don't have time. <laughs> I, like, uh, seriously, I, shout out to everybody who writes guides. It's so much work and you save me so much time. You're very welcome, Josh. <laughs> um, so that's been episode 107. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. how british people say bottle of water yeah bottle of water yes no they no no they they go a bottle of water (laughs) (laughs) a bottle of water (laughs) (laughs) i'm about to fall out out of my chair a a, a bottle of water okay all right